Well, good morning. It's Monday, Monday, March 21st, 2022. Monday, March 21st, 2022. Uh, Slava Ukraina, Heroim Slava, Chintniki Opir. Uh, which is, uh, you can look it up. Uh, welcome to the first full day of spring. Uh, the actual, uh, it was yesterday at some time, like around noon, I think. I, I forget. I forget when it was. It started yesterday. So today is the first full day of spring. Uh, but we are going to be getting some heat in California. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends the Google Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. And I truly appreciate you, just like I do every day. You know, it's really funny. I look at some podcasts and they have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of listeners. And I'm like, what made that one different? And I have no clue. I can't figure it out. I was trying to figure it out all day yesterday. Uh, anyway, um, if you can, please bring someone along with you uh, tomorrow. Uh, tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me uh, uh, at, at Cyberclops. On Twitter, C Y B E R C L O P S. Actually, got a uh, someone slid into my DMs and started arguing me about uh, homelessness and and how men are are the big problem, and um, and and I, I tried to explain, uh, and she was having none of this. Uh, I tried to explain how uh, uh, men. Um, are, are as much as I don't want it. I mean, I would love to uh, sit at home and uh, have a wife that paid for everything so I could uh, 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 some do some art or something, you know? I'd take care of the house. I can do that. But as much as I'd like that, men generally take care of women. If a, uh, if a woman gets in trouble, she has other people she can go to that she can stay with. And that's why there are more, men have nobody to go to. They're expected to take care of it no matter what. So that's why men are more likely to be homeless. They have no one to go to. And I'm trying to explain it to her. And she says, men are worse, men are worse, men are worse, men are horrible, men are horrible. And um, she insisted that I answer this question that if I had a child and I had to leave my child with a man or a woman that I did not know, who would I leave it with? And my answer was, I wouldn't leave it with it. And that's a ridiculous question. Then she got angry with me and blocked me because I wouldn't answer the question, which I thought was really strange. I mean, who in their right mind would leave a child with anybody they didn't know? Right? And it would depend on the situation, depending on reading each person. But she wanted me to say, oh, I, I definitely leave it with the woman. I'm like... No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't leave it with either of them. But if I was forced at gunpoint, I'd have to talk to each of them. I, I mean, oh, it's just so frustrating sometimes. As I explained, <laughs> and John Fugel saying seemed to uh, like um, uh, my tweet, that arguing with uh, Twitter trolls is like banging your head against the wall. It feels good for some time, but after a while, you just get a headache. You know? Uh, so anyway, 
if you can, bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That'd be awesome. Uh, so how bad is it in Russia? There are some reports that Russia is starting to send cadets and mercenaries uh, for the Russian army. Uh, but they continue to bomb. In fact, the, the bombing is indicative of them running out of troops. I mean, it's gotten really bad. Russia did not expect this. According to uh, Mariupol City Council, an art school being used as a shelter in Mariupol has been bombed by Russian forces. About 400 were sheltering there. It was destroyed in the attack and people remained trapped under the rubble in the shelter. Uh, they're, they're moving, fire, fire department is there, they're digging through it, they're hoping that people survived. Ukrainian authorities today rejected Russia's demand that they, that they drop their arms and surrender the port city of Mariupol. Uh, Russian shelling and artillery fire is causing the worst humanitarian crisis of the war there. They're running out of food. There's stories of them capturing, capturing stray dogs and cooking them because they don't have food and Russia doesn't want to allow them food. They are repeating, as I said before, the war crimes from 1932 and 1933 when they starved 7 million Ukrainians, when Russia did that. Russian military officials promised to allow Ukrainian armed units and, uh, and foreign mercenaries to leave the city along a specified route this morning, provided that they agreed to stop resisting Russia's incursion into the city, to which they lifted a single finger. Uh, those who opted to continue fighting, Russia warned, would face military tribunals. Of course, you can't trust the word of the Russian military. They've lied nonstop about allowing people to leave safely. Irina Verestruk, uh, Ukraine's deputy prime minister, said, there can be no question of any surrender laying down of arms. We have already informed the Russian side about this. She added, instead of wasting time on eight pages of letters, just open a corridor. There is nothing left of the city but Ukraine forces refuse to surrender. The city has been leveled. Everything is destroyed. There's no, there's no place really left to live. I mean, very little anyway. I mean, apartment buildings are bombed out. It's just, uh, what was it, a city of 2 million or 4 million? I forget. Uh, the Mariupol City Council said Saturday, uh, uh, captured Mariupol residents were forcibly taken to camps where Russian forces checked their phones and documents, then redirected some of the residents to remote cities in Russia. If you remember my reporting a couple of weeks ago about what are war crimes, there was one I had not yet mentioned because it had not happened yet. Forced deportation is a war crime to add to the list. Shall we talk about those war crimes? What war crimes have been done so far? <clears throat> Planning, preparation, initiation, or waging of war of aggression or war in violation of international treaties, agreements, or assurances violated last week when the ICJ said that their claims in eastern Ukraine were, Ukraine were untrue and they were ordered to stop the war. They are in violation of that now. 
uh, they based their invasion of what they claimed was going, was going on in eastern Ukraine, but it wasn't true. Conspiracy for accomplishment of, of that, which I just said, that's number two of the war crimes. Atrocities or offenses against persons or property in violation of laws or customs of war, which is number three that they've done. Murder, ill treatment, or deportation to slave labor or for any other purposes of the civilian population in occupied territory. Uh, That is forced deportation. And that is number four. Murder or ill treatment of prisoners of war or persons on the seas. Uh, They've murdered, they've killed uh, people uh, from the seas. So I don't know if that's included, but that would be number five. Um, Plunder of public or private property. They have taken food and supplies from private citizens and just shot them. That would be number six. Wanton destruction of cities, towns, or villages. They have used indiscriminate bombing as a terror that had, and that bombing has or is doing that, making that number seven. Devastation not justified by military necessity, that is destruction of hospitals, schools, churches, etc., which they have done, that's number eight. Rape and sexual enslavement in a time of war. They sort of separate it and say that it has to be like, uh, you know, you jail prisoners and use them uh, for sexual enslavement. They have not done that yet, but they have raped. So I'm going to call it number nine. Though I haven't heard of enslavement for that yet. Persecutions on political, racial, or religious grounds in execution of or in connection with any crime within the jurisdiction of the tribunal, whether or not in violation of the domestic law of the country. City mayors have been jailed. I'm not sure if that falls under 10. They have not been executed as far as I know, but that could have happened. We don't know yet. Then there is overlap of crimes in three categories. Um, the overlaps are murder, extermination, enslavement, deportation, mass systemic rape, and sexual enslavement in a time of war or other inhuman acts. That adds up to 16. We do not yet know if they have uh, killed hostage, hostages, which would make it 17. I'm sure they have. <clears throat> Classes of war crimes. Uh, classes, uh, classes of, of crimes, rather, are war crimes, uh, crimes against peace, war crimes, and crimes against humanity. So a lot of the, um, those are the three sections. Crimes against peace, war crimes, and crimes against humanity. A lot of the crimes in there overlap. That's why I sort of repeated some stuff. Uh, but there are three just uh, three different categories, and they can be convicted doubly. Uh, like if they do it under war crimes, and then they do it under crimes against humanity, that's two separate war crimes. So we have at least seventeen, I would say, even with the doubling at least 17 war crimes. Uh, 
Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. Uh, there are stories that Russia being able to continue this is not likely. I mean, uh, they've said that the, the indiscriminate bombing with their missiles and their cruise missiles, they're using cruise missiles now. That's what they use for Kiev. That shows that they don't have the troop strength to do what they need. It will now be bombing at a distance and hit and run attacks by Ukrainian military and civilians. But what about Russia? Could Ukraine start bringing the war right to their front door? Russia does not have much defending itself, and that's what I want to see. I want to see Ukraine invade Russia. Biden is getting squeezed from both sides. He needs to help supply Europe with LNG, that's the liquid natural gas. But if he does, he goes back on his word to work for a cleaner future. Last Wednesday, the U.S. Department of Energy issued two long-term orders, giving a pair of uh, Chenier Energy projects in Louisiana and Texas additional flexibility to export the equivalent of 0.72 billion cubic feet per day. That's uh, 720 uh, million, I believe. 720 million, is that right? Of uh, liquefied natural gas uh, to any country with which the U.S. does not have a free trade agreement, including all of Europe. Uh, and, and when they say uh, any country, if they give it to another country other than Europe, that, it, that will lighten the supply pipeline and allow Europe to purchase it on the market. So it could be any con uh, country and it would do the same, really. Uh, Chinier, the company, welcomed the move, saying in statement that we appreciate the Department of Energy uh, granting this authorization for export to non-FTA uh, countries uh, uh, with... Um, FTA, of course, uh, the, the free trade agreement. Uh, <clears throat> but, of course, Greenpeace, USA, slammed the authorizations as a betrayal of President Joe Biden's climate pledges. Uh, senior clan, uh, climate campaigner Ashley Thompson said uh, Greenpeace, uh, uh, I'm sorry, that peace will only come through accelerating the transition to renewable energy, not by trading Russian oligarchs, oligarchs for American oil and gas barons. Uh, gas exports will help in the near time, though it will take time to fill those orders. It doesn't happen right away. But there are also thoughts that Biden should immediately invoke the Defense Produc uh, Production Act to get American manufacturers to start producing electric heat pumps in quantity so we can ship them to Europe. Heat pumps would help, I'm sure. Uh, Biden is, uh, from what I understand, the White House is considering this. Uh, Biden will be in Europe this week. Uh, he and his fellow world, world leaders hope to finalize and unveil a package of new measures to punish Russia, help Ukraine, and show Western unity at a string of emergency summits in Europe. Since the prospect of the NATO leader summit was first broached roughly two weeks ago, American and European officials have been discussing potential announcements for leaders to make up at the conclusion of their gathering. In other words, they've been talking all along of what to do, and this is just to hash out the ideas and finish everything up, sign some deals, get something going. That could include new rounds of sanctions on Russian oligarchs, additional measures, and, and by the way, Switzerland, 
There's a lot of Russian oligarchy money in Switzerland, and I don't know if this includes it. Uh, additional measures are restricting the country's finances and new steps to limit imports of Russian energy products. Now, this is why oil has just started to go back up. And Biden has left open the option of scaling up U.S. troops, troop deployments to NATO members along the alliance's eastern edge, reinforcing American commitment to European defense. Uh, Biden was also challenged by Ukraine's foreign, uh, uh, former president Poroshenko to visit Ukraine as a symbol of solidarity uh, during his trip to Europe this week. Um, that's not likely to happen, and if it does, we won't hear about it until after it happens. Obviously. Uh, while in Europe, he will uh, likely begin discussions about China, but China's sanctions are a much bigger and bitter pill to swallow. Now, I will say there's something in the news today about the SEC uh, uh, that I just came across. And uh, it says the, the SEC has passed a rule that energy companies are going to have to track the, the, their CO2 usage. So uh, I'll, I'll read about it. I'll, get, I'll try and get to it tomorrow. Uh, China's vice foreign minister. I, I'm reading all the time <laughs> while I'm doing this thing. Yeah. Can you imagine how hard it is to read the news on, on, on TV, uh, read the paper in front of you, and talk at the same time? I do that every morning. <laughs> China's vice foreign minister, Li Yusheng, uh, Saturday, uh, claimed Western countries were weaponizing globalization. He said sanctions imposed against Russia are getting more and more outrageous and claimed the abuse of sanctions will have disastrous consequences for the world. Uh, Lee said uh, sanctions will only harm ordinary people, impact the post-war economic and financial system, and make the world economy worse. Yes, the people should overthrow uh, the Russian government. That's why the sanctions are there, to really get them angry. Uh, he added... That historical experience has proven time and again that sanctions cannot solve problems. I agree sanctions don't solve the problem, but it certainly curtails, curtails it. Uh, Russia may not be able to afford war in a month. I'm serious. I mean, he's running out of everything. And not to mention that $2 billion that's due in April. He is screwed. Putin is screwed. Um... Uh, you know, China, they could fix all of, they could fix everything right now. You know what they could do? They could say, Russia, you need to pull out of Crimea. You need to pull out of uh, all of Ukraine, including Crimea and Eastern Ukraine and let Ukraine, uh, and, and stop interfering with Ukraine's internal affairs. China could say that right now. And then suddenly they are the good guy and we're going to have trouble having sanctions on them when they start pulling crap because they would have uh, fixed it if Russia uh, decided to agree with it, which I don't see Putin doing. But if China did that, just the idea of doing that, knowing that Putin wouldn't comply if China did that, they would, they would boost 
uh, the world's uh, 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 image of them and make it better for themselves. Uh, China's Ministry of Foreign Affairs released a statement. Uh, Wang Yi told reporters, China will continue to make independent judgments based on the merits of the matter and in an uh, objective and fair attitude. We will never accept any external coercion and pressure pressure and we also oppose any groundless accusations and suspicions against China. Of course, we know it's not true. They've already taken a, a coercion from Russia. We know that. Seems like China may not bail out Russia, but will continue trade. Uh, anyway, his comments come after Biden spoke with Chinese President uh, Xi Jinping on Friday in an attempt to dissuade China from assisting Russia in its war on, on Ukraine. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said at the time, China has to make a decision for themselves on where they want to stand and how they want the history books to look at them and view their actions. That is a decision for President Xi to make. Now, as I said, China should say that Russia should stay out of Ukraine's internal affairs. They should pull out of Crimea. They should pull out of eastern Ukraine because it is Ukraine's internal affairs, not Russia's. Remember how, you know, if you've been listening to me for any length of time, that is like a broken record for China. Whenever the U.S. says to stop uh, uh, crimes against humanity, like the Uyghurs, or, or, or stay out of, out of Taiwan's airspace. China is, uh, the first thing out of their damn mouth is, stay out of our internal affairs. Yet, they're allowing Russia to violate Ukraine's internal affairs. Just thought I'd point that out. Is it possible for the Supreme Court to be rebalanced? I mean, <clears throat> we still have to get rid of Alito. He's old enough for retirement. And then there's, you know, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Barrett. Uh, I think Gorsuch is 54. Kavanaugh is around the same age. Uh, Barrett is a little bit younger. On Friday evening, after... Uh, uh, but uh, um, Alito, I think he's 72. 71? 72, something like that. Um... On Friday evening, after experiencing flu-like symptoms, uh, the court's public information office said yesterday, Supreme Court Justice Thomas, Clarence Thomas, was admitted to Sibley Memorial Hospital in Washington, D.C., but he does not have COVID, which is good, right? Because current COVID isn't that bad, but the flu could be. I'm not sure what specifically it is. The court's press release said he underwent tests, was diagnosed with an infection, and is being treated with intravenous antibiotics. There is good news and bad news. He's in the hospital, and they say he's getting better. I'll let you decide which is the good news. Uh, Judge Katanji uh, Brown-Jackson, by the way, the confirmation hearing has already started today. Uh, questioning by Democrats and badgering by Republicans will begin tomorrow. A Chinese Boeing 737 Chinese, China Eastern Airlines jetliner carrying 132 people crashed into the mountains in southern China's Guangxi region today. Um, I believe 123 
were passengers, nine were uh, crew. Uh, rescue efforts are underway at the scene of the crash, but there were no immediate details on the possible cause or the number of casualties. Uh, from what the witness statement said, I doubt there are any survivors. Uh, this was not the infamous 737 Max jet that was pulled from the air uh, for, what, a year and a half or something like that? Uh, state broadcaster CCTV said after the accident, President Xi Jinping uh, immediately made instructions to start the emergency mechanism, or organize search and rescue, and properly deal with the aftermath. In an interview with state media outlet uh, Beijing Youth Daily, an eyewitness described seeing a plane uh, falling directly from the sky in front of him around 2 p.m. Uh, the witness said the plane fell vertically from the sky Although I was far away, I could still see that it was a plane. The plane did not smoke during the fall. The fire started after it fell into the mountain, uh, followed by a lot of smoke. So that would indicate probably that it was uh, some sort of a failure, some sort of an engine failure. There were also um, uh, uh, claims that people found wing uh, wing parts uh in uh, uh, some trees or something like in plane parts in some trees. If the 737 lost a wing or like an engine blew and they lost the wing and the engine fell separate from the plane, that would have the same thing. Uh, but I guess uh, we don't know what has actually happened, but I'm pretty sure 132 people are dead right now. It's one of seven wonders of the world. Even Niagara Falls. Did you know this? Niagara Falls is not one of the seven wonders of the world. Did you know that? It didn't make the cut. Anyway, an assessment of the Great Barrier Reef's health released Friday reveals widespread bleaching of the world's largest coral organism, sparking fresh demands for the Australian government to ditch fossil fuels. Uh, Dr. Lisa Schindler, Great Barrier Reef campaign manager, with the Australian Marine Conservation Society said, while not yet officially declared a mass bleaching event, this is still disastrous news for our reef, the marine life and communities that rely on its health. Uh, the March 18th update uh, from the Great Barrier Reef Marine Park Authority suggests a fourth major bleaching event since 2016 is underway and points to warmer than average sea surface temperatures with some areas ranging two to four degrees centigrade above average. Uh, from what I understand, there were some areas where that were like 0.5 degrees above average and they didn't suffer as much uh, of, of the uh, bleaching. But... Um, much of it, over four de uh, two degrees, did a lot of bleaching. Uh, so with some warm years, it would recovering in following cooler years. But with bleaching happening so often, it's not getting a chance to recover. Uh, and, and let us not forget, this is an event that feeds itself. The Great Barrier Reef plays... Uh, a, a, a role as a national carbon sink and its potential to deliver further carbon storage opportunities in the future if it is not destroyed. Uh, from what I understand, the coral uh, uh, lives inside the, the bleached part, the bony part. Um, 
and creates more of that boning part with carbon. But if the water is too warm, of course, it dies off and the carbon is left there by itself. But since uh, rising CO2, uh, CO2 uh, uh, raises ocean temperatures and the barrier reef dies with warmth, it's a vicious circle. Oh, man, this just keeps on getting bad, right? The assessment states bleaching has been detected across the marine park. It is widespread but variable across multiple regions, ranging in impact from minor to severe. So while it's going up a few degrees in Australia, in your town, from global warming, we've been having some problems at the poles. And we've talked, we talk about this all the time. Um, as we've been saying for quite some time now, it's way worse than they've been saying, the scientists. Scientists expressed shock and alarm this weekend amid extreme high temperatures near both of the Earth's poles, the latest signs of the accelerating planetary climate emergency. I'll call it a crisis. Uh, you and I talked about how if we did not have the oceans absorbing CO2 out of the atmosphere, temperatures would be close to 200 degrees on average in the world. But waters are warming too much. This first week of spring, we in California are expecting record heat again. We're going to have 120 degree days again in California. Maybe in Canada, like they did last summer. Was it last summer or the summer before? 120 degree days. In Canada! This first week of spring, we in California are expecting record heat. But at the poles, temperatures in parts of Antarctica were 50 degrees Fahrenheit to 90 degrees Fahrenheit above normal in recent days. That would be like 130 to... Wait, uh, wait a minute. Uh, 170 degrees. That would be like 130 to 170 degrees in California. Right? While earlier this week, the mercury soared to over 50 degrees Fahrenheit, higher than average, close to the freezing mark in areas of, of, the, uh, 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 of the Arctic. Right? This is crazy. This is insane. The joint French-Italian uh, Concordia research station in eastern Antarctica recorded an all uh, in eastern Arctic recorded an all-time high of 10 degrees Fahrenheit on Friday. In contrast, high temperatures at the station this time in March average below minus 50 degrees. That's a 60-degree swing. We talked about that Antarctic ice shelf ongoing collapse. Will it happen this coming winter when it is summer there? I'm what I'm wondering about that. I mean, if if we're gonna see the same swings in the Antarctic this coming winter, there's gonna be a problem. Stefano, uh, there was a story a few days ago that I didn't talk about um, uh, about these giant like uh, craters appearing out of nowhere in the Antarctic. And we're trying to figure that out now. Um, Stefano Di Battista, 
an Antarctic climatologist, tweeted that such record-shattering heat near the South Pole was unthinkable and impossible. Uh, De Batista wrote, Antarctic climatology has been rewritten. In other words, even the most negative consequences weren't imagined because current science didn't know what it didn't know. And now they know that it's going to be much worse. Expect a report in the coming weeks or months. Oh, man, we are in such deep shit. Texas is responsible for much of the oil pulled from the ground. Uh, so extreme weather, heat waves and fires is what they will enjoy. Odds are anyway, because they are three to five times larger than most Western states. Uh, uh, three fires that ignited in central Texas yesterday joined the four already burning thousands of acres of land and forcing hundreds of people out of their homes. Uh, the Texas A&M Forest Service said the East Eastland Complex Fire in Eastland County was made up of seven blazes, which they name, but it's not really that important for me to name all seven of them. Uh, I've been uh, through Texas. Much of it is shrubs. Uh, so any loss of forest is major altogether. The complex fire is burning near 55,000 acres. The largest blaze in the complex is the Kid Fire. That was one of those seven, uh, which is burning 42,333 acres and is 40% contained. Maybe they, they in Texas will finally begin believing in global warming. Or maybe the coming tornadoes in the next couple of days will convince them. Yes, that's right. The tornadoes are already starting. Oh, it's going to be a nasty spring. So that's it. Thanks for listening. Uh, Monday, March. Do I have this right? Is it the 20, 20 what is it? What, what is it? What is it? What is it? The 21st, yes. <laughs> Monday, March 21st, 2022. Monday, March 21st, 2022. I truly appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming. Bring someone with you uh, today or tomorrow. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Or maybe you want to school me on something. Or maybe you want to tell me about a story I'm not covering. Whatever. Maybe you want to slide into my DMs and scream at me about something that has nothing to do with anything and get everything wrong and then block me. Maybe you want to do that. But remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.